Walking arenas, I'm shutting it down and I'm raising the bar. Y'all look like the kind of get lost in the shuffle, just playing the part. I belong in the light. Y'all can just stay in the dark. Funny how every time they know who we are, but we say who we are. I'ma take care of the life work. I'ma make them fans go loco. Black and yellow in the logo. I got the game in the chokehold. Music drops, everybody puts their hands up, they go crazy. Y'all know just what they say. Adam Cole, baby. They will not leave any doubt in your mind. It's the moment that they waited to have. To knock you out with a punch or a kick. Little bit of bump combo with a jab. Huh? I am Roddy with the flow. I am Bobby when I'm bold. I'm Kyle Riley with the gold. Every title I'm a hold, yeah. Our era this our time, you better recognize. My lyrics between a house down with a record lodge. I keep moving, I can prove it. Let me show you how I do it. Can't refute it, I ain't losing. Blowing some disputed, boom. It's still real to me, damn it! Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name, Kenta. Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my God, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. What kind of game is it? War games. Let a war. War games. Are impressionists. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Fuck Nia Jax. Fuck you in that storyline. You went with Joey Janela. Yeah. He has that face that I just want to fucking punch. He's the dollar store version of John Mox. The first ever promo wars. We are it's flipping a-, a nail file. How many times has the Bucks dropped their pants? You laid there and just let them just shower you with their wrestling matches. Bark like a dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Goodbye. Well, kind of. It's season two's finale. We're here. It's the Top of Wrestling Podcast, and 25 episodes have come and gone, and it is time to talk about today's top topic, the top 50 Canadian wrestlers of all time. Also, you already know this season has been nothing but movie quotes as well as wrestling, so today is the official movie quote-off. We'll say ODM does have a little bit of an upper hand because he knows what today's movie is. So uh, I only have 24 under my belt, but that's all right. Funny thing is, is that last season we had the promo wars for our finale. And I don't know if ODM thought he was having promo wars 2.0 because he texted me before uh, before this whole thing, a picture of a pregnancy test, letting me know that I was already late today. So... He's already in a hell of a fucking mood. Let's get ODM on here. I know that uh, I'm going to make a couple of changes to my equipment while uh, he starts talking. ODM, say hello to everybody. You look like you're decorating a Christmas tree, you fucking prick. You don't know what you're doing. You look like you're decorating a 
God damn, I don't know, man. I Lethal Weapon? Please tell me you're kidding. You gave me one line, you know, man. Yeah. There's a billion if, movies. If, if you world. don't Oh my god, this is like such a great line. Oh my god. Wow, I'm disappointed in you. You know what? Hey, Hang on. I need to borrow this. Give me the line again. Give me the line again. You look like you're decorating a Christmas tree, you fucking prick. You don't know what you're doing. Hey, Ma, I got to borrow this knife. For oh, a it's on uh, 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 his, uh, his paw. His paw. Is this... <laughs> the, Wait, the oh, no. I almost went with Goodfellas. It is Goodfellas. Wow. What an anticlimactic Jesus. intro to the last episode of the season. I you, you threw me off. You threw me off a little bit, and now I remembered what what the decorating part is. All right, it took me a minute, man. What do you want from me? I'm over here trying to remember as many movie quotes that my head is going to explode any minute now. I'm worried about this entire episode because here's I don't remember throat. asking you a goddamn thing. Damn it, we're already <laughs> off and running, and I just lost one of my quotes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what though? You who. I'm going to make you famous oh, by the end of this episode. Oh, there you go. Listen, don't piss me off, Art. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're already hitting this hard. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Damn. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Hey, let me ask you a question, though. Hang on. Before we just start naming every goddamn quote we <laughs> even know. What? First, all right. Let's talk about this. Today's movie quote off is... You got to be able to fit 10 in organically. Some of those right there, I don't know how organic they were. Let's just say that. But anyway, but you have to be able to fit 10 in organically. And if you don't, by the end of the episode, and if we go back and have to listen and rule this out, the loser is, as we said last week, going to have to shotgun two beers back to back for the end of season two. Hey, man, let me tell you something funny. I haven't drank in a year, so this is going to be kind of ex- a little funny. Yeah, I, I don't. Were we planning to? Because I, I don't know that I have enough beer to actually shotgun two beers at the end of this actual episode. So we might have to do a little trickery in post, but we'll figure that hey, out. That's all right, man. You know what? We got plenty of time. Plenty. Let me ask you a question, man. Are you cool, man? All right, we're off and running. I got a couple in. Hey, let me ask you a question. There you we go. Quotes. All right. How in the hell do you not do body slam? I've been begging. For 25 episodes, I was for sure today was going to be Body Slam. Nothing? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, first of all, we've been doing Body Slam all season, but, you know, ultimately, we've been performing Body Slam all season, you know? And Harry Smilek had a little issue where his his wrestlers and his rock band got double booked. That's the whole premise, and he figures out, you know what, I'll book him in the same show. He starts drawing a ton of money, the band's playing while the matches are going on, and that's basically what we've done. The first season, you know, we were doing some impressions, but we just naturally started quoting movies. This season, we turned it into, hey, we're not going to discuss film necessarily, but we're going to talk, we're going to do movies and wrestling instead of music and wrestling. So the show has become Body Slam. It's inception. This is heavy. This is heavy. All right. Yeah, that's that was pretty heavy. I, hey, I man, let me I ask you a question. Yeah. Before we start, well, I, I got to say, no, for real, I like that. 
I really have been waiting for Body Slam. And we did an entire season of Body Slam. You bring in two different things and put them together. I like that. Are we going to keep something like this going, you think, again next season? Kind of keeping the movie theme going? I would think so. Uh, yeah, I'd have to say that's, uh, that's probably where we're going to be headed. I mean, I got a whole list of movies. If we went, we, we could go several seasons. It's going to start I being know. a little more difficult as we go along. But I'm a little disappointed the fact that I've said Goodfellas probably 16 times as a like a guess. I was like, is this one Goodfellas? You're like, no. <laughs> I know. And the one time I didn't awful. guess it, that's, oh. well, hey, can't win them all. I'm looking at this week's news. And something <laughs> happened last week when we recorded on Monday. And, of course, I'm in the middle of editing Monday and Tuesday. And something trended worldwide in the wrestling community to the point that I even had to open our show with it last week. No, no, not talking about Kenta saying, I'm not your fucking friend. <laughs> that was awesome. We're talking about my hole. Oh, shit. Uh, Nia Jax's hole <laughs> trended worldwide. Here's here's the most hilarious thing about this. Is it was a planned thing. Yeah. Well, beyond that, though, uh, I guess you could be cynical about how it was planned. Uh, uh, Cornette and uh, Cornette was talking about this, and you know, I, I don't know that he was necessarily taking the approach that it was intentional. But here's supposed to be Lana's big payback match, right? The, the babyface is gonna, you know, give the heel her comeuppance, and all the heat went off of Lana and right to Nia Jax. Nobody's talking about Lana getting her comeback. Everybody's talking about Nia Jax's hole. Yeah, I said it. You heard me right. You know what's funny is last week we're like her hole, her hole. And last week we're like, wow, they're Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows are whipping around like it's their dongs. This week we're talking about Nia oh, Jax's God, hole. Continued. It's yeah. just it's still going. All right, man. What else we got for news here? I, I don't know how much I can really talk about that girl's hole. <laughs> Well, uh, a little. Uh, shout it's out a to pretty the- big hole. <laughs> Sorry, not even a movie quote. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he's getting so excited, he's knocking his shit all over the place. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, Nightwing sent us a little message, uh, and I actually happened to see it on Twitter shortly after that. Um, it was a little like uh, like the announcers table segment with uh, was it our truth? Uh, Charlie Caruso was doing the interview, and Damian Priest was always also there. And they were talking about a nickname, and I I don't remember who said it. Uh, I think it was our truth said, "Oh, you know, do it for short, me and DP." And Charlie Caruso just goes, "I like DP." That's an act. Uh, hey, listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not making shit up here. I'm just saying what she's saying, you know. Do you want to explain what that means? Though? No. No, you guys out there can Google it if you don't know what it means. But the <laughs> best part right, was all right, all right. The best part was our truth going. Sometimes she doesn't know what she's saying. <laughs> Again, a national, national treasure. treasure. God damn, I love him. So, you did bring up Nightwing. Look, man, 
I know that he likes to call us out on, on certain things. We like to call him out on certain things. I can't let it go. I can't. Yo, man. Nightwing. My favorite submission cereal is Camel Crunch. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you said I know that you you were like I'm gonna give off 15 submission moves in 10 seconds. Here we go, bam, 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 bam. Which is why I even use the yeah, but that's a pretty uh, good end of Big Daddy. The damn these things are fast. <laughs> but dude, you said Camel Crunch and I lost it. I thought it was the funniest thing. I probably hit repeat like four times on it. It was awesome. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't do that because I make more mess ups than there anybody and say things. Last week I said everybody should subscribe, right? Everybody should subscribe to our show. or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I just thought it was really... Camel Crunch is my new favorite. Uh, I think we need to make a submission move. That's the Camel Crunch. There you go. All right. All right. Let's we'll work on, on that. News. Yeah, real news. Uh, if you were watching last night, well, uh, earlier this week, uh, TakeOver Vengeance, you would have When seen... is this happening? Now or uh, then? <laughs> Are we in now? Wow. I think I've already reached 10. That, I just no, got to say, I'm pretty fucking have, close. Nah, you've gotten four. <laughs> one of those is questionable. All right. Anyway, you would have seen the debut of L.A. Knight, also known formally as Eli Drake. Uh, he is debuting in NXT slash returning to WWE. Uh, the promo. So a little, another little behind the scenes thing here. I was uh, back up was right before the main Did event. Did you just say return to WWE? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I no, I'm sorry. I think we just had like a, a little connection issue. Then I spoke over you by accident. Did you just say return to WWE? Absolutely. He was in WWE per, uh, previously. I didn't know this. That's I'm. That's why I had yeah. to ask it. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think I ever. That's knew how. That that's Eli how, Drake. Oh yeah, that's how good his run was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Was he so uh, was he Amelina? <laughs> yes, yes, of course. He was one of those iterations anyway. Uh, so I was uh, heading out for a smoke before the main event, and I had the phone in my pocket, my Bluetooth in, right? And I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette and just listening to it. And then they said new signee. So I'm like, oh, let me take my phone out. That's right. And uh, watched him cut a promo. It was pretty damn solid. Now, here's the problem, though. Yeah. First of all, it was a noticeable mix of MJF and The Rock. Like, it was literally, like, those two people mashed together. And he's got the wow, attitude. I see he's got it. the swagger. Yeah, but the problem, the problem is it was, it had that squeaky clean WWE production value gloss to it. So it kind of lost all meaning. Mm. It's like you're trying to recreate something instead of just being yourself. He seems to have a natural charisma. He should use it naturally, not trying to be this thing. Maybe he's not. You know, maybe that's just him being him, but it was just to the whole thing I kept thinking was I'm like, he thinks he's MJF. No, he thinks he's the rock, you know, so. Kind of makes you wonder, man. I mean, NWA was the uh, I'm not talking about Nightwing. I'm talking about National Wrestling Alliance was Mm -hmm. a year ago at this time, you know, or just before the pandemic. We were really like, man, they're making some big things happen over there. Uh, Nick Aldis and James Storm are your are tag champs and stuff. Uh, uh, no, 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 not Nick Aldis. Uh, James Storm and Eli Drake. I was gonna say, right. and and Nick Aldis being your world champ. People are leaving left and right, and kind of from that area too. But 
I gotta say, I, I I have nothing but the power of positivity for high hopes when it comes to some of the things that are going on right now for some of these companies that are are pairing up. So yeah, some people maybe maybe NWA might not be the one that's gonna last. But did you think Impact was gonna be a company that was gonna be a runner in any of this? And Impact is, I mean, where people are going to. Not just AEW, but please, skip on to the next one for me. This is so awesome. This is exciting. Well, well, this is hilarious. Uh, You know, last week we did top 50 women's wrestlers of all time. One of the ones we talked about was Taya Valkyrie. Uh, It looks like she Mm -hmm. signed with WWE. Uh, And in case you don't remember from when we talked about it last week, she's the one that shot Johnny Bravo. So imagine that send-off. No! <laughs> Just love that time. When the hell did that happen? That's from Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, see, now that's not a bad signing. Uh, I kind of thought that was going to happen at some point because of Johnny Impact Nitro. Morrison is already over there. So I assumed that was going to happen. To me, the most exciting things that are about right now is what's happening with New Japan, AEW, and Impact. To be honest with you, those three are about to make some big things happen. Kenta shows up on AEW. At Impact, next week, Finjuice. David Finley and Juice Robinson are showing up on Impact. So now it's not just AEW invading into Impact, it's New Japan. But please talk about probably the most rumored thing of the week or most talked about thing of the week when it comes to Japan and AEW. Yeah, so uh, according to Meltzer, it sounds like Kazuchika Okada is expected to appear for one of the partnered companies. No idea which one, no idea when. I would have to, have to, have to think it would be AEW. I can't see why they would send Kazuchika Okada, quite possibly the best wrestler in the world, to Impact. So he'll likely show up in AEW. Um, I'm going to guess it's as things start to lift a little bit with COVID restrictions. Uh, but you know what? That's fine. Yep. Keep the relationship going, and uh, let's get what we expected. Don't go with the obvious. Don't go with Okada Omega. Go sure. with Okada and someone else. You know what I mean? Like put, And you know what? I'm going to give the credit to What Culture Wrestling. They had a really good one. You bring over Hiroshi Tanahashi, mm-hmm. who is the perfect opposite to the ace, the John Cena of New Japan. That's when you bring in MJF. Tanahashi versus MJF. Gold. Okada could go on and face really anybody in the company and make him look like a million bucks. What about Okada and Cody? Yeah. You know what I mean? Omega doesn't have to be your guy, man. You could bring. I'm telling you, they're gonna have to build Ibushi, Ibushi and, o- and Omega. That's got to be the way to go, man. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's default response is gonna be Okada versus Omega. But yeah, definitely Ibushi is better because you never really got the opportunity to do that in New Japan. So now you have that opportunity, hey, and Ibushi has the titles, so it's perfect. And how much shit has Tonga been talking? Tama Tonga being like, "You guys ain't the real Bullet Club, isn't that?" Now. Now, if Finjuice are making their way over to Impact, you can't tell me that 
these guys are not set up for the Gorillas of Destiny to be showing up somewhere and fucking over Omega and the Bucks and the Good Brothers and all those guys at some point. Dude, we said this in our teaser, and it's taken us 50 motherfucking episodes to get here to say it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Yep. For real, dude. Holy shit, 50 episodes to finally get something that we actually wanted. Woo! What else we got, man? What what other kind of news? All right. So, uh, not to hinder what we were just talking about. Uh, Don't hinder your gender. Yeah, there you hey, beat me to it. Uh, Sammy Guevara apparently is potentially hurting AEW's relationship with Impact. Uh, long and short of it is that Sammy was booked to appear on Impact, uh, running an angle there. Uh, looked like he changed his flight at the last second uh, to show up only hours before Impact. During the whole time, he was texting Impact officials, talking about different ideas and how to change up the angle. They ultimately Impact ultimately scrapped it, gave it to somebody else. Uh, who just somebody else just showed back up? Oh God, what the hell's his name? Um, Stallion, Black Stallion, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they gave it to him. But, yeah, apparently Tony Khan's a little pissed off uh, because, for whatever reason, Guevara just was like, nah, fuck that shit. Yo, who are you to go and change another company, man? Especially given your recent history. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Um, And we also see that he has left the inner circle. That's uh, official. Yep. Yeah. And it's the choice of a new generation. That's you shoehorning that one a little bit. I like your moxie. All right, we won't count that one. <laughs> I, was, I like your moxie there. Just a copper pot. Right, yeah, that obviously now that count. one definitely that, doesn't, count. That definitely doesn't <laughs> count. I just had to throw it out there. Um, so at the end of uh, you know the takeover, Triple H always does a little press conference. Like she does one before and after, but after. Uh, yeah, uh, he was. A, it's a, it's a good feeling <laughs> when he does those. It's I haven't had uh, one of those you're, you're, in a really <laughs> long time. You're really you're, all right. That you're was really a stretch. Trying, yeah. <laughs> what it is, my man? <laughs> hey, my man, what you look like? <laughs> uh, Triple H was asked about Velveteen Dreams WWE status, and I love Triple H's quote uh, because you want to talk about a corporate statement. Here it is, right here. Quote, oh, God, I love corporate statements. Quote, there's really nothing to add with Velveteen Dream, Triple H said. We've gone over it a million times. The status update is he's still training. He had a bit of a physical thing here for a bit, but he's still there, still with us, still PC, still training, still on the roster. Basically, they're just burying him until they think people will forget about him and then bring him back. They're going to have to bring him back under a mask. Yeah, no shit, right? Well... <clears throat> Someone else is basking in glory this weekend. Damn, I'm awesome. Really, really awesome as segues. I went somewhere completely different with that, but we can just gloss over that. Uh, Yeah, uh, not that we necessarily... Oh, yeah, you did take it a different way. All right. No, 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 never mind. Anyway. um, (laughs) I thought you said you are a spider. That one. Counts. uh, That one counts. That one counts. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I got nothing. Um, not that we typically care about this, these types of things, uh, but, you know, 
Uh, it, it's a cool story because it's uh, two wrestlers that we actually really care about and are invested in. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim announced their engagement, so that's pretty cool. Uh, they had a little bit of a storyline run together in NXT. Uh, always talked about how I thought Mia Yim really should have been a contender for the NXT Women's Champion, and then they put her in retribution, so I don't know what the hell they're doing with her. So Good for them, though. Well, the engagement at least was a little bit of retribution. But um, that was terrible. Good and terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That one counts. I thought this is a track. (laughs) (laughs) That one works. Uh, all right. So, well, this last piece of news, uh, you kind of, did we, we kind of, oh, no, I think we talked about this before we started recording. No, uh, when we put news in, we try to do everything we can to cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's. But uh, this is the one that I put in at the last minute. Um, uh, yeah, Zang! Know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Finn Baylor was asked about if he'd want to be able to defend the title at WrestleMania, the NXT title. And he said, of course, that would be awesome. Of course, that's the dream. But come TakeOver weekend, or I'm sorry, come WrestleMania weekend, I'm more interested in defending it at TakeOver. We have something very special going here. Last year, if you remember, the TakeOver event didn't have a women's title match because it was... uh, did they even have? Actually, I take it back. Did they even have a takeover right before the pandemic. I can't even remember uh, if they did or not. Holy shit! Me neither. No, it got pushed because then it ended up being like the in your house, um, mm. or maybe in the Portland, Oregon one. I can't remember. Either way, I have no idea. I care. <laughs> we should be taping this. So we, Finn said he'd rather. Make sure the title is defended first at TakeOver before worrying about it going on to the WrestleMania program. That's cool. I'd like to see both happen. A lot of possibilities coming out of TakeOver. That's for damn sure. You know why? Because Finn Balor got knocked the fuck out! I'm keeping my own counter. Once I hit 10, I'm stopping. Okay. Even if only half of them are legitimate, I don't care. I just, I can't do this. Hey man, I've already, I've already had seven in my head. Just (laughs) so you know, I've got six. So, all right. Well, Hey man, we're, we're already, we're moving along, man. The, the week's moving along. Takeover happened today, baby. It's Wednesday. We all know what that means. It's the final effing segment of Wednesday. All right, so um, I'm going to go ahead and say I was wrong. I thought it was going to be Thatcher and Champa. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right, so go ahead, man. Tell me. You know what? When I look at NXT's uh, takeover card this past weekend, I look and I just go, nice card. All right, man, go ahead and tell me what happened this past weekend on Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, and so my boy Mike Crandall, I saw your post on Facebook, your comment on Facebook on our post. Uh, I didn't think the, the card was that great, uh, it, but we'll get there in a second. We'll get there Fair in enough. a second. Uh, NXT MSK defeated Legato Del Fantasma in the semifinals to move on to the finals to take over. Uh, Zia Lee defeated Cora Jade. Uh, Zia Lee's one of those ones who are trying to do this like fucking kill Bill Tarantino. 
you know, yeah. fucking shit. It just ain't working. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defeated Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell uh, in the semifinals uh, to go to the finals, obviously. Uh, Kushida defeated Austin Theory via disqualification. That was part of the whole Johnny Gargano was in a wheelchair angle, exposed that whole thing, where William Regal told him, came out afterwards, told him they were going to be facing Kushida at TakeOver. Excuse me. It was no thing but a chicken wing and a string down in Burger King. Uh, that's a push right there. Uh, push it right in there. <laughs> Fuck you. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Go ahead, man. Right. What was the main event? Whoa, hold on. Wait, no, no. We got to talk about Cameron Grimes returning with like a rat video talking about all his Skrilla. He, uh, they showed it at TakeOver, but holy fucking hell, why did they do that? Cameron Grimes was good the way he was. Now you're going to turn him into like a, like the same person that he was, but now he's like rich and doing like rap style videos. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, So in the finals, yeah, uh, something that kind of took us by surprise here. Grizzled Young Vets defeated Ciampa and Thatcher. Uh, in the semifinals, they would go on to take on MSK. I could not have been more surprised if I had woken up and my head was sewn to the carpet when it came to that one, to be uh, honest with you. That, that's, that's a good one! <laughs> um, no, so then my theory changed. I was like, well, man, if the vets went over, then Grizzled Young Vets are probably going to win at TakeOver. God damn, I was wrong twice. Yeah, I kind of went the opposite way personally, but you always said MSK was going to get pushed to the moon. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I was thinking. Uh, so let's go over Vengeance Day results. Uh, we're probably going to blow through the first part because there's lots to unpack at the end there. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai defeated Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. No big surprise there. Gonzalez dominated most of the match. Um, it wasn't really even much of a contest. Uh, I a little dis- It was a good showcase for Raquel Gonzalez. I wish Dakota Kai got a little more screen time. This poses a question, though, to me. Well, actually, no, we'll get to that question later. Uh, then we had what I thought was the second best match on the card. It was Gargano defeating Kushida to retain the NXT North American Championship. Started off with a lot of holds, a lot of chain wrestling. Uh, they controlled the pacing pretty well. Uh, a little flurry at the end. I really thought for a while there Kushida was going to take it. But uh, Gargano ends up holding on. So it was a big shocker there. What were your thoughts on that match? I actually thought it was a, uh, a banger of a match. I thought Kushida was going to take it. And then, man, I got to be honest, that ramp, that shiny black ramp just looked devastating. I don't care if it was made of all rubber. It just <laughs> know, looked, right? it looked cool. Um. A lot of near-fall finishes with that one, as I thought there was going to be, but I really thought yeah. Kushida would take the win. So I guess, though, you got me. You know what I mean? Like, if I if I can't predict the ending of the match, that's at least fair. I'm like, all right, cool, then. It's <laughs> I, I don't want to always be able to predict everything. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. <laughs> True. <laughs> So the uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals, MSK defeated Grizzled Young Vets. Yeah, I mean, I kind of figured when it was – I, yeah, I just figured it was going to be MSK. So now MSK takes on Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai for the real Dusty Finals. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a – yeah, we'll go with okay. that. We'll go with that. I love little Michael. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> more distinguished. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> wow hey uh, you don't let anybody uh, get to me we're gonna play ping pong later uh that might be like one of our first non-intentional great collie references that's um, true <laughs> all right so we had a three-way for the nxt women's championship io shirai ended up defeating martin mercedes martinez and tony storm um this match went pretty quick i was surprised uh io shirai didn't actually participate as much as the other two. I felt like at the end there, it was mostly Martinez and Storm. So, I mean, I guess that's not bad for giving them a little more exposure, uh, you know, to the people that may not know who they are. Um, I'm not really sure what the entire runtime was of this show. I don't like calling them a pay-per-view when it's not on a pay-per-view. but Two and a half um, hours. Two and a half hours. So what was the problem if we went three hours? Because what I'm trying to say is, uh, Triple H was actually asked in the post uh, takeover event call or whatever, and mm. he mentioned, yeah, no, the women's match was only 12 to 14. They were allotted up to 20, but uh, due to circumstances and time crunch or whatever, I was like, what time crunch, man? You own your fucking network. Whatever comes on after it, you own. You produced. Who gives a shit? Like, why, like, I don't get why there was any form of a rush to have to get off there. You have 17-hour WrestleManias, and you're worried about a takeover going more than two hours and 40 minutes for good wrestling? But then again, like you said, not a lot of Io Shirai in it. Maybe she got injured. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen any reports on that. It's certainly possible. This match, the only thing that it did, because, listen, I really like Tony Storm. I think she's got the potential to be NXT Women's Champion. The only I want a Mercedes is, to win is, it, by is, the way. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, but the thing with both of them is you and I might know who they are, but maybe they feel that the general audience doesn't, so they don't want to rush to put the belts on them. But besides those two, who do you think's in line to get the title next? It made me think yesterday. I'm like, they've got a solid women's roster, but I don't really see anybody else. Dakota Kai is the only other one that I could think of. Well, all right, so Eo's a face. So I That mean, good, huh? All right, we're having one of those days. Are you laughing at me for that? What are you laughing at? Are you frozen or are you just being a so dick? unsynced right now? It's both. Oh, more frozen. Right. Yeah. All right. Can you hear me now? Clang. Right, oh my god. <laughs> Let's take all these bricks and make a nice home for your mother and your sister. I want your mother and your sister out of my house. <laughs> All right. I don't know, man. I, I think unless someone turns heel like Ember Moon or Shotzi Blackheart, I think EO's probably going to have to hold on to the title for a little longer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was watching that match. I'm like, who's really up in line next? Because, again, you and I can both appreciate Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Um, but have they earned it? You know, Are they ready to carry that load yet? Do they have exactly, a, you know, so it's not Rhea Ripley. And I think even Io Shirai, like I think at least Io Shirai, you know, has some, you know, some experience. She's got a track record. She's got recognition, at least with the NXT fans. So but unless you have anything else to add to that match, I say we move on to the main event. What say you frozen professor? I was absolutely almost there, man, I thought beat 
Dunn was going to win. I thought <laughs> he was going to take the title. It looked so close, especially after, what is it, the 1916 or whatever move that is, yep. and he kicked out of it. But then they kept kicking out each other's finishers. Then it was the broken fingers, which, by the way, awesome selling of not Hell able to do yeah. the pointing of the gun at the end. I was like, nice, man. Your fingers are so broken. All you can do is just put your hands up. Um, Awesome match, awesome finish. For the last, this entire season, how many times have we been like Baylor belongs in Undisputed Era? Yep. Well, he was for about four seconds. Yeah, I had about <laughs> half a second there. Yeah. How hard did you pop? Oh, so I literally jumped out of my seat and started laughing um, and got yelled at by my wife for scaring the shit out of her. Um, so, I mean, let, let's give a little context to this uh, because there was a second. Go to pop. bed, ODM. <laughs> That's precisely what she said. <laughs> Actually, with those. Uh, no, it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> those eyes, you don't need to say much. Um, so. So uh, after the match, uh, you know, Balor's getting up and, like you said, sold the fingers perfectly. It, it was it was great. It's the little things, right? Uh, no I, one sells the fingers. <laughs> No, I'm serious. When it comes to Marty Skrull and Pete Dunne, they work fingers. They break your fingers, right? Right. Everybody can hold their championship belt at the end. No fucking problem. Or they can do moves with all fingers fine. Yeah. I digress. I I digest. Um, So Balor's going up. He's kind of backing up the ramp, you know, hands up in the air. And then Eichner and, uh, oh, my God, no. No, Birch and Lorcan. Birch and Orkin. Thank you. Sorry. I don't know where I was going. Uh, then they just jump Balor, bring him back in the ring, and Dunn joins in too. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's not what I was expecting, but that's pretty cool. You know, uh, you know, you kind of have that respect for Pete Dunn, and it gives you a reason to not like him. Uh, so that's and good, then right? and then and shock the system. Yep. Fucking, they come, they run him off, and you know, O'Reilly and him and Balor have a recent history. And O'Reilly's kind of pointing at his shirt like, hey, man, you know, it's cool. So, you know, you've got. I rewatched it a couple of times. Right. And um, I got to say, I turned it up, man. You listened to him and he goes, we got nothing but respect for you, man. And as he points at the shirt, he goes, we have your back. So it was almost like he was inviting him into the Undisputed Era. Yep. That's definitely- and if you go back and watch, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong are having a fucking conversation about that right behind them. Cole's pointing at him like, what the fuck is this doofus doing? Not really, but they were kind of giving, like, pointing. So then, bam, Baylor gets knocked the fuck out. Did you expect O'Reilly to take the next super kick? <laughs> Hell no. That one made me pop even more, I think. I thought they were going to carry it into the next NXT TV, right? I'm like, you know, he comes out, Cole, why would you do that? Uh, he he was blah, 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 blah. We have respect for him, but could have been anything. Nope. They ended the pay-per-view with that, man, or the show. That is how you go off the air. What did I text you? You just made me want to watch your show on Wednesday. Yep. There you go. That That's everything it comes down to right there. And let's be it's honest. just like ending any of the awesome. I, I it, here's the thing, man. As much as I was never a major fan of how the Attitude Era played out, those pay per views left you hanging. Where you're like, oh my god, that's how they ended this? Holy shit, Austin's <laughs> fired. I gotta watch tomorrow. <laughs> 
it was well done. This one right here, kicking Kyle O'Reilly's head off. So now he has full-blown face. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. I um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting because we've kind of kicked around this idea of Balor kind of becoming a new figurehead and almost forging a, a, a bullet club of his own. Uh, Balor was actually just recently interviewed about the, the interpromotional work going on, and he, you know, I was uh, very uh, uh, adamant about the, the potential that that has and talking about how Bullet Club is still relevant. So, you know, I, I, there's not going to be any crossover with WWE. That's not what I'm saying. But, I mean, it, it seems like Balor still has that mystique, and him and Cole as opposite faction heads can certainly work this in the right way. And O'Reilly at this point, I think, definitely has become, you know, the face of the group. Roddy seemed a little conflicted because, like you mentioned, he was discussing it with Cole when it was all going on. But after Cole left, Roddy kind of just stood there like, what the fuck just happened? And did you hear Adam? He goes, Roddy, let's go! He got pissed, and he yeah. was like... And you're right, like, Roddy was a little conflicted, and it's probably going to go this way to the point where, kind of like evolution, right? First Randy left, and then Batista, then finally it went down to Ric Flair. Same exact thing. It's going to be, Adam's going to be by himself at one point. Dude, awesome, awesome way to go off the air. It was, I mean, we texted each other. I We texted ahead of time. Hey, are you watching live? Yep. Okay, cool. Just want to be sure. As soon as... I lifted my phone. Your text was coming in already. (laughs) And you wrote, I double popped or something like that. Oh, my God. Dude, and I mean, the way Adam did it is he went, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out of here. Look at that. Listen, I'm just resigning to the fact that I'm going to shotgun two beers at some point. I got to be honest. I'm pretty sure we both hit 10 already. That's fair enough. But we still got the second half of the show. Uh, uh, We got some good shit for you. You know what? Speaking of, it's NWA's final good shit of season two. Oh, we just not going to talk about AEW? Oh, my God. (laughs) AEW had a show this past (laughs) week, too. Hang on, Nightwing. Calm down. We'll get to your shit, dude. Hang on. (laughs) Go. Oh, my God. But you know what? This segment, this is my wish, my dream. God damn it. it There we go. Taking them all back. All right, so AEW uh, didn't start off. In the Korean way. different. That doesn't count. I know. I just <laughs> thought of it. Oh, okay, there you go. All right, then. Uh, Darby Allen defended his title against Joey Janela. I think the match went on too long. I think Janela got too much offense in, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, please just move on. I hate Joey Dunno. <laughs> yep, and we all know, uh, listen to our bumper for our feelings on that one. Uh, John Moxley cut a promo, the coolest. I uh, cut it on Kenta, obviously. And the best part about the promo was about halfway through, he just takes the IWGP US title, slings it over his shoulder. Now, you can call me a mark, whatever, but that belt is cool, that title is cool, and the way he just kind of did that, I liked it a lot. I don't see that title enough. Yep. That when I see it, I'm like, God damn, it is a good-looking title. It's, it is a good-looking title. Yeah. Sorry, a little sip there. Um, so the next part, this is um, one of it's those okay. things. It's all right. That, you're, uh, allowed, you're allowed to wet the noodle every now and then. <laughs> wet the noodle. <laughs> Shock the monkey. Um, MJF. So uh, it was kind of a continuation of the backstage promo from last week, right? Uh uh, Sammy Guevara comes to the back, uh, wants to talk to MJF, asks the rest of the inner circle to leave. 
Uh, MJF tells Wardlow to leave. Cameraman's about to leave. I don't know why. Uh, and Sammy tells him to stay. Makes a point. Sammy Guevara makes a point to tell the cameraman to stay. Okay. So you see MJF with his phone in his hand, and he puts it down, and he basically does the old trope of, I'm going to get Sammy to say something sarcastic about Jericho that he doesn't really mean, i.e., you know, like, yeah, I just think Jericho's the worst, you know, one of those things. Uh, so Sammy ends up doing it, and MJF smugly says, thanks, Sammy, you gave me everything I needed. And Sammy figures out that he was recording it on his phone. And he takes MJF's phone, throws it against the wall, and slugs him in the gut. Here's the thing. Would you really need to do that if you had a cameraman there? I'm just saying. It's things like that that bother me when I watch movies and TV shows. Stupid inconsistencies like that. I'm like, I hate when that shit happens. Yeah. Like, we know. Like, we, we all saw it. I'm guessing Jericho will see it too, right? So, whatever. It is what it is. But it's set up what, you know, we were building towards anyway. Uh, so, Lee Johnson has joined the Nightmare Collective family, whatever. Uh, and they had a match against Peter Avalon and Cesar Banani. Uh, Arn Anderson's son was sitting ringside. Um, they basically worked this out to give Lee Johnson some screen time and get him a win because he's been doing the whole uh, losing streak gimmick, and this is his first win. Um, but ultimately, Which works because, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. sometimes in life when you win, oh, you actually lose. Here. And sometimes in life when you lose, you actually win. Yeah, I gotcha. Whole damn it's band all was white except for Jimmy. <laughs> so, it's one of the best lines I the whole damn band was white except for Jimmy <laughs> the fuck out of here that's a picture, <laughs> a picture. alright um, so yeah so a- after the match uh, they did an interview with him and Lee Johnson thanked everybody everybody except for QT Marshall who was standing right behind him and you could see the look on his face. They did not play this well. They made this so obvious. The camera work was even trying to be a little too clever. Um, okay. Like QT Marshall, I, I appreciate for what he is and for what he does and his knowledge and, you know, what he his role in AEW. Uh, Lee Johnson, I still really don't have a reason to care about. And dissension between the two of them, I could really give a shit about. Um, what I would like to see, dude, everybody in this entire fucking segment could be in the nightmare collective and I couldn't give a shit. Right. Well, the one thing that I do want to say is this Cesar Banani, um, is green as fuck, but given his Mm -hmm. size and his look, hopefully within six months to a year, he can be a little more proficient in the ring and, uh, can have some potential, but we'll see where that goes. I was reading an interview that Cody said something to the effect of, him and QT are kind of like the San Martino and I think it was like Larry Zabisco or something like that. Like someone who's under your wing and then they come out from under you. Like I, I, they're going to try to make QT Marshall, whatever his name is. They're going to make him a threat against Cody. That's going to be a big feud, I'm betting. Hmm. I don't see it. but whatever. I don't want it. <laughs> Agreed. That kid I want to see her nipples. Yeah, that's the problem. I like that you go to mall rats and I, I went to Scrooge. That's awesome. Um, Ten, we're there. Ten, we win. <laughs> it's over. You know what? I'll tell you what. For all you thirsty fans out there, I'll do a video and I'll just do one instead of two. How about that? I'll drink water. I kind of want to do it. <laughs> all right. So 
Uh, and if you guys don't like it, go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> there you go. That's the inception right there. Uh, Young Bucks did a, a promo with the Good Brothers. Uh, here's the thing. I had watched BTE earlier in the week, and they did the same exact promo on BTE, just they were a little more vulgar with it. So, yeah, man. Um, that was pretty lame. That, you know, I just, it was dumb. So, all right. Uh, I'm not going to 100% say it was this person, but I think it was Eric Bischoff that said. Yep, it was. He thinks that AEW is already flatlining. Yep, that was him. And I agree. And it's funny because Jim Ross is like, well, we're beating them in the ratings. That's fine if you think you're beating people in the ratings, but your show is flatlining. Like, if you guys keep going at this pace, no one's going to watch you in two years. It's literally almost like it's a pet project for some rich kid to just parody WCW from the 90s. Shorten your show to one hour until you get your shit together. Yeah, man. just It's all over the place, but we're going to get there. Um, speaking yep. of dumb shit, uh, there was two segments with uh, Adam Page and Matt Hardy. The first one was Adam Page getting interviewed, being, being asked about tagging up with Matt Hardy, and Page basically being like, eh. And then Hardy comes in and says, hey, let's go to the bar, which, you know, because Page is an alcoholic. He's all in for that. And then as he's leaving, he runs into the Dark Order who are still trying to woo him, and they act like the shy guys in high school. This is also another segment that they did on BTE, but they did it with Wardlow, where they were giving all the Dark Order were giving Wardlow Valentines. That was actually fucking hilarious. Go look at that shit. That was fucking great. Wardlow uh, looking at him trying not to break character was fucking great. Um, but they ended up following it up with the scene at the bar where Matt Hardy is pretending to drink and then spits it out on the floor uh, and dupes Paige into signing the contract, which, you know, gives Matt Hardy 30% of everything. One of two things is happening, and they're both predictable, and I think even which one of the two is predictable uh, because Matt Hardy, like, winks to the camera, you all saw this, it's on record, he signed it, right? One of two things is going to happen. One, Paige is going to be like, oh, I can't believe I did that. I don't think that's the route they're going. I think Paige signed like Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck on the contract. I swear to God, I hope it's one of those two. I bet you it's Donald Duck. hundred bucks. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so, there's really that. Bad. How many weeks in a row do we say they don't know what the fuck they're doing with Hangman? Dude. You know? Best case scenario, he gets cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> there is that. There too soon? Too <laughs> soon. All right. Well, uh, at least next we got a good match, and I know you wanted to comment on this one. Uh, Pac defeated Ryan Nemeth. Uh, we've seen Ryan Nemeth a couple of weeks in a row here. Uh, seems solid in the ring. He's got the look of a smarmy heel, and can take a beating. I think he'll be a good heeled jobber for a while. And, you know, maybe he can work his way up throughout the ranks. I mean, what the fuck? He reminds me a lot of Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I definitely see. He, he Dolph actually tweeted the picture of him in the tap out to pack. And it's just fucking awesome. Yeah. uh, Ryan was saying something along the lines of, uh, if anybody retweets this photo, I will have you permanently banned from Twitter. <laughs> and then it was, and Dolph posts it. So, oh man, yep. you uh, know what? What I like about AEW, 
if you thought that you could get a week away and be like, all right, cool, we don't have to think about that wedding again. And they did a recap of last week's wedding. Yep. And we're going to blow by that. Uh, yep. So next match was Chris Jericho and MJF defeating the Acclaim before the match. MJF comes up to Jericho telling him he got popped in the ribs by Sammy. Um, the MJF selling the ribs the whole time. Jericho and MJF. He was gonna... taped up from a punch to the stomach. Yeah, it was it was great. That's that's fucking heel work right there, man. One of my favorite parts was Jericho went to do uh, Lion Salt. And he got popped in the head with the boombox, which was fucking great. Um, that was that was a great spot. But they end up pulling out the win. Um, and then that's when Sammy comes out. Uh, you know, he's quitting the inner circle. Uh, you know, look on. And it was so anticlimactic. It was very anticlimactic. Yeah. Pretty hey much. guys, what did I say was going to happen? I said one more thing, and I would quit. Yeah. Well, guess what? This was one more thing. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty much. I knew it. I was surrounded by assholes. Um, <laughs> Yo! That was a good one. <laughs> All right, so yeah, there, there's really not. Well, let's see where it goes. But then again with fucking Sammy pissing people off. Or then maybe the you know maybe Tony Khan's such a mark that it's all just a work with him pissing off Impact. But who the fuck knows with these guys? Anyway, um, isn't it sad we used to say it was hands down AEW for a while there, and now they're all just shit in the bed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Sting did an interview, which, again, was just... Trans- he ain't lying. He, it was so transparent because Sting wasn't there earlier for Allen's match, even though he was uh, supposed to be watching his back. And then Sting's in the ring by himself. Well, where's Darby? He's essentially getting lynched by the Taz, Team Taz. Uh, they put him in a body bag and just drag him with a car. Uh, so yeah, that was interesting. And then Sting goes running out. So there goes Sting. Um, yeah, just hmm. weird. Uh, and then we had quite possibly one of the best matches of the night. Uh, Thunder Rosa defeating legit Layla Hirsch. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it last week. Kind of referenced, you know, sometimes uh, the flow of the match being a little choppy. Um, definitely see that from Layla Hirsch a little bit. But overall, the match uh, was solid. Like I said, I think it was one of the best. It did go through a break, which AEW does a lot. I didn't care for that. I didn't think it needed to. Thunder Rosa might have, could have won a little more decidedly. Uh, but Layla Hirsch has got some potential, and uh, it was a solid match. I think Layla Hirsch is a hip, hip, hip lady. Is that because she has big hips, or did you just want to you know, kind of strong arm that one in there? I was trying to strong arm the okay. days confused line in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Every day when George came home, a big bowl of chicken nuggets just waiting for him. There you go. There you go. You know we're gonna get chicken nugget memes from some people right now. Uh, so Jungle Boy did an interview with Tony Schiavone about uh, his boy uh, Marco Stunt getting kidnapped. <clears throat> um, one thing I will say is that boy needs a mouthpiece. Um, <clears throat> it seemed like, uh, he was trying a little too hard. Um, you know, it, it was, it was cool to hear him talk like a regular person instead of some kind of, you know, Tarzan character. But at the end, he said something about making Dax his bitch. And it was like, bro, no, even if yeah. you do talk that way, don't talk that way. Um, you know, it, I, it just wasn't believable. <clears throat> no. So. It's like trying to say that now he's going to be heel. 
And you know what you could do if you really want to fuck around? Put fucking Luchasaurus, take the mask off Luchasaurus, put him in a suit, and make him the fucking advocate. Because I bet you the fucking, he could cut a promo. Let him be his fucking valet. I actually keep the mask on, still put him in a suit. (laughs) I hate you so much. I hate you (laughs) so much. The flames on the That's Clue. Right. Well, and then there's the main event. It was Omega and Kenta versus Moxley and Archer. Uh, Kenta did like a diving missile drop kick into Moxley's face. Uh, yeah. I'll be surprised if his face isn't bruised. It's one of those things that I could see Moxley saying, yeah, bro, go ahead. Just just fucking knock me the fuck out. I don't care. Um, it was crazy. Straight to the baby maker. Yep. <laughs> nah, right dude, you know who ovaries. looked really strong in this match was Lance Archer. He yes. looked awesome. Yeah, he did. It's the best presentation I've seen of him of him in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I not much to disagree with. It, it was, it was. I'm not gonna lie, man. It, it got kind of boring at the end. These, you know, falls count anywhere. No disqualification. Tag team matches. It's just a recipe for fucking ADD. The one thing that I fucking love, my favorite part of the match, <laughs> was Archer hit somebody with a box of potatoes. And, like, Moxley picks one of the potatoes up and he's showing it to the camera. <laughs> All I could think of is there's a meme. Um, there's an episode from The Simpsons like, Mom, why are you always trying to give us potatoes? I just think they're neat. And it's, it's, it's that <laughs> underneath Moxley holding the potato. <laughs> Of all the, I just think they're neat. <laughs> all the dumb shit they do on AEW week to week. This one was kind of like, okay, with it's Moxley. I get it. It works. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, hey, it, it opens the doors. Oh, by the way, AEW like is trademarked. They're putting in a copyright uh, application for the Forbidden Door, and Tony Khan's mm-hmm. already been quoted as saying he is the Forbidden Door. Sounds kinky. Yeah, it, it sounds like something. I mean, we didn't do Eyes Wide Shut, but we could, I guess, reference it if we need to. Well, that's how rumors get started, you know? They tell somebody, and they tell somebody, and so on, and so on. You know how it goes. Nice. <laughs> Someone's outside looking at my RV right now, and he's just going, that, there's an RV. All right, man. Can we talk about some good shit? Let's talk about some good shit. Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Eh? It's Nightwing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey guys, this is Nightwing. This is the last good shit of season two. So I gotta come with it. Now, I'm not gonna talk about Nia Jax's hole. We've all done that. We've all seen the memes. It was amazing. I wanted to talk about um, Carlito. I mean, that man came back looking like three million freaking bucks at the freaking Royal Rumble. But what I want to come back and say for my last good shit is look at Cesar Bononi or Cesar Bononi. He went over to AEW. I didn't even know he was released from NXT. And he was basically right at the end of his no-compete. He's on TV. He deserves it. He's that damn good. If you just look at some of the small things that he does within his technique, he is really that 
damn good. So, I'm very happy to see him over in AEW. I hope he thrives over there. I hope they use him right. I hope they book him right. He's not going to be booked as a monster because he's not necessarily a monster. He is a powerhouse. I just hope they don't put him in a tag team and do that thing with him. He is a definite standout star. Now, we didn't get a lot with him on the mic over in NXT. I hope we see a little bit more of that of, of that in, in, in the AEW. And I just want to see what he can do because I think that man can eventually be a TNT or eventually an AEW champion. He is really that good. Now, just to compliment on the last of this because this is the final season of it and this is Valentine's Day. So guess what? I want to congratulate Mia Yim and Keith Lee on their engagement. I have known that they have been an item for a very long time. Nobody has ever shied away from doing that. They've always acknowledged it. Um, as far as on TV with WWE or whatnot, they have not acknowledged it that way. However, WWE did put out posts on Facebook and I think Twitter and whatever other social medias that they have announced their engagement. I am very happy for them in this uh, season of love. And I hope everybody else had a great Valentine's Day if you do that. Or, you know, well, the, uh, the uh, Singles Awareness Day for the rest of us. Nightwing Singles, so if we got some female listeners, you know, you at me. But anyway, have a great week. Take care. I will catch y'all guys next season. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. <laughs> the Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Gift stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you Following ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order. Based off, the professor and ODM made it. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. You like hockey, eh? It's close like Boo! Oh, come on. <laughs> you know what? You're a you're a funny guy. You just, you just make me laugh. Now. You're a funny guy. <laughs> like, oh, like a fucking clown. You want to la- you want to laugh last week at Chris and this kid's... Oh, God. Yeah, I'll do it for 10000 <laughs> You know what? You really are a funny guy. I love when they go to... What's his name? 
Pauly. And he's like, what do I know about the restaurant? I know how to sit down and order a meal. <laughs> oh, solid answer. All right, man. Well, it is the top 50 Canadian wrestlers of all time. And I'm going to throw a little bit of a, I don't know, what do you want to say? A disclaimer to this one. It's not the kiss my ass one that we've done for two weeks. <laughs> uh, no, what the, what this is, it's kind of hard to put in order all these uh, guys because then you're like, well, there's one more Canadian than the other. Well, some guys definitely bleed Canada very, very hard uh, in the wrestling business. And I think our top 10, top 20 are really the ones that uh, kind of earn their place with where they're at. But for the rest of them, it's just, you know, more of a list of, did you know? Did you know that they are Canadian wrestlers? God damn, one of them got me. That I didn't even know that was a Canadian wrestler. And, and I was like, well, he's definitely made an impact in wrestling. So we'll uh, we'll hinder into that one a little bit soon. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, I know. Right, thank you. So, you know, if we're talking 50, there's going to be 53 because we have our honorable mentions. The three that um, I, I personally had to put in there were Teddy Hart, Johnny Devine, and Sin Bodhi. Sin Bodhi is a crazy motherfucker on the uh, indie circuit, if you haven't uh, caught any of his stuff. Johnny Devine, always loved watching him in the X Division of TNA. Teddy Hart is kind of his own worst enemy. He has, He's kind of like Austin Aries. He, thro- he just kind of hurts his business everywhere he goes, and he'd be kinda, he, he really is his own worst enemy with his attitude or whatever if you will but I also can't deny it, the guy is a really good wrestler so, you know, whatever anyway but here we go top 50 these are guys that you know again we're going to kind of somewhat blow through unless you want to talk about a modium you also just join it anytime I'll jump in even number even the first one I didn't even know was Canadian Same. Yeah, with you. 50 Vampiro um 49 one of my favorite wrestlers now is El Phantasmo. New Japan. Love his his arrogance, the swagger that he has, and he can move. He's fast. He's a, he's a great wrestler. Put on a great showing with uh, Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Number 48. Test. Test. <laughs> this is a test. Andrew Martin. Former bodyguard for Motley Crue. They hammered that down your throat oh, yeah. in the in the Attitude Era. I always liked him. I, I uh, Just a big guy. Kind of put into a couple of weird storylines, but always was a good hand, I think. You know, I, no one ever really had anything bad to say about him, at least from anything I've ever read. Uh, number 47. This one just fucking, I knew this, but it kind of blows your mind if you were a really big fan of that night in Italy where Santino Morello came out of the crowd to be Umaga or Umanga is William Regal like to say. But he was just a fan in Italy because he's from Canada. Didn't know that. Did you know the Santina Morello is from Canada? I did. I did, I did too. I so. try to forget everything that I know about Santina Morello, but Oh, come on, man. He is the greatest intercontinental champion of all the times. I used to love when he said it like that. And come on, no one can play a dancing trumpet the way he can or trombone. Number 46 used to be in the WWE for a little bit as David Hart Smith or D.H. Smith or whatever the hell they decide to call him, anything but his real name. 
But now he goes by Davy Boy Smith Jr. See him do the blood sport. You see him in New Japan as he's been a part of Suzuki Goon. Uh, he's someone I think that would be a great fit to come into all this partnership going on with New Japan, AEW, and Impact. I'd like to see him in there a little more, but I don't know. I, not one of the best, biggest, or you know, the very best wrestlers of all time. But I feel like we've only seen a small fragment of what he can do, and I'd like to see more of it. Absolutely. Forty-five, Biff Wellington, number forty-four, kind of a. Uh, we'll call him more of a jobber in the way, is Iron Mike Sharp. If you ever watched any episode of Superstars, he was taking a pin from someone. <laughs> 43, The Missing Link. Number 42, we have Stan Stasiak, father of Sean Stasiak. 41, from TNA. They even had Team Canada for quite some time. You have Scott Diamore, who is the leader of that. Number 40, he just randomly showed up in AEW one day in, under Brand, uh, under Brandy's kind of uh, Nightmare Collective, and then Lord knows what he's doing now, but Dr. Luther. Luther is a, por- is a part of the Canadian uh, wrestling family, if you will. 39, this guy was a fan of his tag team wrestling, Philip LaFon, when he was paired up with Doug Furness. Uh, just both of them are just great wrestlers. Philip LaFon is... Kind of one of those more collegiate wrestlers that turned pro wrestler. Number 38. He didn't get put as the number 10 slot, but he is the perfect 10, as we know. Sean Spears, the former Ty Dillinger. 37. Val Venus. 36. Michael Elgin. 35. Huge all-time favorite for pretty much any wrestler who is let's say over the age of 30 or 40. They know that, that was the man they took that they took a, a looking to was Killer Kowalski. I mean, Kowalski was what he was the guy that trained Triple H, right? Among others. Uh, yeah. I believe so. Uh 34, Ivan Koloff. Man, you want to talk about 33? This one really just got me. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know this. Uh Jinder Mahal can't enter the gender. Yeah, he's actually uh, Canadian-born. So, yeah. And listen, uh, say what you will, but did anybody ever see that coming? Uh, <laughs> the turban on his head you, that he wore weekly to the ring said you, no. That's not what I mean. I mean him winning the title. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, the, that! The pay-per-view where everybody's like, wait a minute, that's how the pay-per-view's ending? No, that's not true. That that No, no. Hey, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was a fan of it. Now that I know he's Canadian, I like it even oh, more. There we go. And we got to see... Uh, Gr- Shout out to the 161. And we got to see Woo! Great Kali again. So, hey, that's two in one episode. Ooh, wow. We need to almost get a... <laughs> uh, okay, I'll do it. What do it. you call it? A hat trick bumper for Great Kali. Okay, I'll It just it. goes, okay, okay, I'll play. <laughs> <laughs> just keep playing. Nice. All right. Number 32. Playboy Buddy Roberts. 31, the man that could not say the thing that he won and was the very first one ever, the greatest Intercontinental Champion, or first Intercontinental Champion, Pat Patterson. Number 30, the man who just took a boot from Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Number 29, the man who likes to get oiled up and painted with Kenny Omega. That's right, we're talking Don Callis. Why do you keep conflating oil painting and getting oiled up? You keep... 
like mashing them up. Am I? It sounds that way. Who who likes to get hmm. oiled up and painted? Yep. Number twenty eight, Steve Carino. Number twenty seven, rugged Ronnie Garvin. I was a fan of his when I was growing up. Number twenty six, the the former Super Smash Bros. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno of Dark Order. Yes, I have. Super French Canadian. It's hilarious. Supposed to be like a weird barbarian, and he's just like this soft spoken French Canadian. Oh, and you hear the accent strong. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. 25 to me, oh, I'm, I'm always sad when I just think yeah. of this guy, man, because there was so much untapped potential that just, and I feel like they were just giving him the right push. Uh, Tyson Kid, it's so stupid. Once they put the, the pair of headphones on him and they made him just kind of be a dick, and he was with Cesaro and all that stuff, I was like, this is all we needed for him, man. They, they were trying to make him a face for years and it wasn't working, and they put him in NXT for a little bit. Tyson Kid, uh, one of the final. Uh, students of the dungeon and 24 his wife natty natalia neidhart daughter of jim the anvil 23 the man that returned at the royal rumble this year christian still just i'm still thinking that's like the best moment i've seen in a long time yeah, it was, it was pretty so awesome cool to watch yeah, them together pretty fucking cool number 22 dino bravo yeah man i mean what gave it away? The French flag that was always filing, <laughs> flying behind him? You know what? He's actually Italian, and he's Italian, too, which is hilarious. It's kind of another Santino Morella thing. Just the opposite. <laughs> kind of he was on a... Not really oh, the opposite, man. yeah. L- listen, man. No, I was going to make a reference. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, it's not like, oh, it's too soon for Dino Bravo. <laughs> well, I was going to say... Wasn't he in the beginning of Beverly Hills Cop? The whole cigarette smuggling no, thing? he was not. Jesus Christ. Too soon? No, not too Coming soon. in at number Wait 21, Eric. I hate you. I got thrown out of a fucking window. <laughs> number 21, Eric Young. Uh, number 20, Petey Williams. Petey gives the best the very best Canadian destroyer. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Number 19, Earthquake, John Tenta. Or what was his? The Shark? The Shark. The Shark. But also Golga or whatever for the oddities. Fat Cartman. Ooh. Number 18, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Passed away just a couple years ago, too, yeah. man. Uh, 17. It's even written in there as it should be. <laughs> Bob Rude. Bob Rude. Just Bob. Number 16, the model, Rick Martell. Oh, man. man, he was one of the very first people. Like, you know, a lot of people hated when Sean threw Marty through the the window. Well, one of the very first big turns I ever saw besides Savage turning on Hogan for that Saturday night's main event was Martell turning Tito's on Tito. Tito yeah. Oh my god, and I hated yeah, Martel yeah. for it. <laughs> yep. So it worked great when he's walking around with that thing of arrogance and spraying yep. everybody and blinding Jake the Snake. Number fifteen, Raymond Rougeau. He used to be a part of the Rougeau brothers, then became an announcer. Uh number fourteen, recently former Ring of Honor champion who resurrected his career, PCO or 
Pierre Caro Ouellette. Uh was also, let's see, he had the pirate kind of gimmick going on in WWE, but he was Pierre in the Quebecers, which is the very first time I was introduced to him. And yep. here we are in 2020, and he's still wrestling. 2021, by the way. You're welcome. All right. This one was another one that I didn't know was until you introduced that to me a couple of weeks ago when we did our top 50 black wrestlers, and that is Abdullah the Butcher, Canadian as well. Eh, didn't know that. 12, we got the Piper down. Roddy Roddy Piper, not from Scotland, from Canada originally. That's cool. Didn't know that. Did you know that one? Oh, I did. We've talked about it. Uh, where you got cut the. Problem. Well, they, he's a family of the yeah. uh, member or cousins with the hearts. I just, for some reason, I was like, hey, he's probably from Scotland. They play bagpipes. All right. <laughs> he's got a bagpipe. Uh, this man, number 11, uh, the only reason that you were wrong on your guess of him being in the Royal Rumble is because he wasn't there that night. I laughed at that part. If you guys haven't watched our watch along or listened to it, at least, <laughs> dear God, the names that we decide to start throwing out as people coming in. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Crispin Watt. Number, on a dog number 10, Sammy Zayn or El Generico. Number nine, Kenny Omega. Pretty well known that he is from, what is the Ontario area? Or no, he's Winnipeg. He's a Winnipegger. And uh, let's see. We also have coming in at number eight, we have also the Rougeau brother. We have Jacques Rougeau. Jacques is the brother of Raymond Rougeau. Jacques also is the Mountie. And we also had Jacques as a part of the Quebecers as well. Number seven. This man just screamed charisma. Lance Storm. All right. May not have screamed it, but he was <laughs> he was the awesome technical yes, wrestler. He was, I've, I was always a fan of He was of Lance like Johnny Storm. Unitas. That's a haircut. Yeah, ooh, I like That's that. That's a haircut you can set your watch to. <laughs> you like that, don't you, bitch? <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, number six, oh, gone too man. soon, of yeah. course. One of our absolute favorites of all time, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart. Two-time Slammy Award winner. Number five, Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens. Number four, Chris Jericho. One of my favorite things about him being Canadian is when someone goes, he's like throwing someone back in the ring. It's like a fan video. Someone goes, go back to Toronto. And he goes, I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, well... Here's the thing about Chris Jericho, and I don't know, <laughs> you know, I got to do my, uh, I got to do one of my things here, but I actually don't think he's from Canada. He was born in New York. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, he's Canadian. But he was born in New On York. On this list. <laughs> Well, he's Canadian on this list. <laughs> Number three. Yeah, well, that's like saying Edge isn't Canadian anymore because now he lives in uh, North Carolina. No, but no, Edge that's is the opposite. That's the opposite. 
Hey, I made the list. Kiss my ass. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> Excellent turn of events. Three is Edge. Two, I bet you most of you thought was going to be our number one. Brett the Hitman Hart. But number one has to be Stu Hart. Without him, we don't have at least half this list. Yeah, no shit. Stampede Wrestling, man. Absolutely. I mean, he trained a giant chunk of this list. He gave, he fathered a bunch of them, took some of them in, beat the crap out of them for no reason, let them go. Some were uh, in-laws. True. Very, very true. Grandkids. Man, I, uh, I miss watching those videos like back in the day, like when Brett would show like him just getting stretched out by his dad. And it's like, what does this have to do with wrestling? Nothing. I just feel like stretching the living <laughs> shit out of you. <laughs> I still like. You're not teaching me any wrestling moves, Dad. <laughs> I like uh, the. I think it was wrestling with shadows. No, no, not that one. Actually, yeah, maybe it was wrestling with shadows, where they showed Stu stretching out some, you know, some young kids that were coming there to train. <laughs> He's just stretching the one, and it was great. I always like anybody that can do a Stu Hart impression, which is really not hard. It's kind of like doing a Dusty, but the. Yeah, you uh, you take a guy and you you, you stretch him out and you break the limbs. That was probably one of my better impressions. <laughs> that was, that was, At least better than my Drew McIntyre. Anything is better than you could fart on a snare drum and sound like John Bonham. <laughs> compared to I the- ain't farting on a snare drum, man. Airheads. Nice reference. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Who would win in a fight? Lemmy or Damn, God? Wrong dickhead. Lemmy is God. Whose side, <laughs> That's whose a side great did you take one. on the Van Halen split? Van Halen. He's a cop. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta admit he sold some really good records afterwards, which is Harold Ramis, by yep. the way. Oh hell yeah, yeah, that's a fucking great. And movie. then later you get the other guy, uh, Judd Hirsch or Judd, uh, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson, that's who it was. Oh my god, I love the <laughs> the ponytail, but it's not even real. And they pull on the guy. Oh my god. <laughs> How come he gets all the girls? That's a quiet pip. <laughs> that I'm so cute, I must be stupid routine. <laughs> Joe Montana, or not Montana? What? Joe, what, Montana, what, yeah. Joe is that? Yeah. yeah, the DJ. You know what they say, Milo? If it's too loud. You're too, <laughs> you're too old. old yep. One of my favorite parts is him in the beginning of the movie. He's all looking annoyed, and he takes a beer and a Pepto Bismol bottle and puts them both in his mouth at the same time, drinking them. <laughs> It's a great movie. You brought up another movie today, man. Look at that. Not even Goodfellas, but Airheads. Excellent way to cap off. Good flicks, good wrestling, man. Season two is a wrap. Cut. Look at that. Look at that. even a little bit of more uh, movie references. Anyway, we really appreciate you guys hanging with us throughout the entire season. That is 50 episodes. Two teasers. That's 52. We're probably going to bring a... a couple of random episode drops to you that are going to be some best ofs while we're on break. But one thing you can expect is a teaser for sure. We're going to come back. We're going to have sirens, lawnmowers, and all that good shit again. Got to check in with that guy. See if he got away from the cops last teaser. <laughs> but we are going to we, – we did decide we're going to bring uh, the movies back again next season, but also – we're getting rid of Wednesday Night Wars. It has been decided. 
Next season, we are bringing you This Week in History. We're bringing it back, but bringing it back in a special way. We're not just going to list a bunch of shit that happened that week. Can I interrupt you? We're going to take a topic. Can I interrupt you? Oh, for you're going to interrupt? That's a first. It, it, oh I was going to say, well, you know. Hang on. I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I got interrupted. I had a thought the other day while I was driving, and I was like, you know what? I should call Professor right now and tell him this idea. And then I didn't. And guess what happened? We're going to do it on the air. Yeah, Go I ahead. forgot, so I'm going to tell you now. Um, may- Chicken nuggets. Maybe, maybe you know, the fine people listening, you can tell us. We, we could do this week on history, which I actually was – it was kind of like a 3-2-1 when we said something, and we said the same thing for this week in history. Um, a while back, I had been watching – I had talked about trying to watch all the weekly episodes and pay-per-views for the Monday Night Wars. How about if we just sync it up that for every episode – we go over what happened that week in the Monday Night Wars. Which year? Well, well, we'll start in '96. Uh, we're, well, we're coming back in April. We'll do April of April of '96. Anything happen in April of '96 in either promotion? <laughs> That's when <laughs> I, I'm like, didn't some people leave? All right, I like that. And Man, if and look it, at and, that and little pay per view that week. That'll be part of it, and I'll watch all of it. All right, that makes one of us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually I'm down for that. I have no problem going back and rewatching some of that stuff. Maybe it'll give me an appreciation for that era. Because you know what's cool? Maybe then the next season we'll do 97. Look at you, man. You're thinking. Thinking, man. I'm working. Someone should pay you to do this working job. Working for the city. You know, it's a little extra change <laughs> in my pocket, but, you know. Well, here's a little more money for your pocket, son. Ah, uh, six, sir. What you got? A sixer. <laughs> How many beers you have, man? Four. You're so dead. You're dead. Look at the blood stains. Yo, did you guys hear this motherfucker's mom pull a <laughs> shotgun on me? <laughs> Fucking Ben Affleck. Remember me, you pig? Oh, <laughs> you know who I really hate in that movie? I don't think I've ever brought this up when we watched it or when we talked about it. Carl, the kid who plays Carl, that he annoys the shit the out of me kid? for some reason. Yes, yeah, Mitchie's friend, right? Like, yeah, 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 because like, hey, if you guys hear that, you can't. Or if you leave, you can't come back. Did you guys hear that? If we leave, we can't come back. <laughs> then the kid goes, "I was getting there." Did you hear it? He said he was getting there. What are you a fucking parrot? <laughs> I don't know why that kid just annoys the living that's shit a, out of me. Call. I'm so that's glad that call. it's Mitch that stays with it. Yeah. yeah. Mitchy, Mitchy, Mitchy. Oh, my God. Ah, you got, you got a little more than a jock strap in there, you little rat. That's another one. Got to go back. And Good movie. Good. Hey, I, I hit hey, my 10. You hit with. your 10. That's what we opened with. That's what we're closing with. I like it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to us banter and rant and go on for another 25 episodes we are coming back apparently we're going to be doing this week in monday night war history i'm down for that i think that's an excellent idea and next season we'll be coming back with more top topics we are going to be coming back with some news hopefully at that point when we come back live semi-live april 7th It'll be right before WrestleMania. And at that point, hopefully we have some really cool things that are going to happen between Impact, AEW, New Japan. Maybe they have a great 
multi-promotional show that'll happen WrestleMania weekend. Only one can hope, but most likely not going to happen due to the COVID. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. I am the Professor Mark Fantasia. I thank you all for listening to us. I bid you a farewell. Thank you to NWA as well for another great season of good shit. And ODM, please leave us with your final thoughts of the season. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a podcaster. I know I'd go from rags to the drink. I just asked you for a fucking drink. No, I thought I thought you said that you were all right, Spider. No, 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 no. What do you got me on fucking pay no mind, biscuit? No, because no, I heard. I thought I heard someone say something, spider, spider. I thought, I thought it was Henry. No, you're a fucking mumbling, stuttering little fuck. You know that? No, I thought you said it was, I was all right, spider. No, you ain't all right, spider. You got a lot of fucking problems. No, I thought you said you were all right, spider. I am all right. You ain't all right, you little fucking prick. And Jimmy two times, who got that nickname because he said everything twice, like... I'm going to go get the papers, get the papers. What'd you say? Are you being a fucking wise guy with me? I'm sorry. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? You don't buy anything, you hear me? Don't buy anything. Can't you get yourself a nice girl? I get a nice one almost every night, huh? Yeah, but get yourself a girl so you can settle down. That's what I settle down almost every night, and then in the morning I'm free. I love you. Right after I got here, I ordered some spaghetti with marinara sauce, and I got egg noodles and ketchup. Me, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> funny guy. <laughs> what do you mean the way I talk? It's just, you know, you, it's, you're just funny. It's, I mean, what's funny about it? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? Funny how? Just, you know how you tell the story? What? No, no, I don't know. You said... How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Uh, I don't shine shoes anymore. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mutt! You! You fucking piece of shit!